Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown. A podcast talking about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Here's the host, Lee W. Mowen. It's episode 20 in the third roundtable here on the Gem on the Queen's Crown. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes and your favorite iOS podcast players, as well as Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Acast, Podbean, Spreaker, Pocket Cast, and Anchor.fm. And I'm joined with the one and only Mark Schlemmer. And Mark, I believe you got something to say right off the bat. Well, thank you for... Another podcast, number 20. Holy moly. Number 20. You have done a very fantastic job with these podcasts. And as I told you, people have really enjoyed them. They really enjoy hearing them. And we still have a long list of people wanting to play the game. I know. And I appreciate everyone that enjoys the podcasts. That says hi. Well, the holidays are hard to schedule them. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had to pre-record a Christmas episode. And I got to think of one for New Year's. But well, don't worry. Time. We got well. Actually, as you know, today was supposed to be the Travco against John or Johnny Ortez Jr.'s one-on-one battle of Ohio State fans versus Michigan fans. As is true with both teams, they both bailed out. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, Johnny had to work till late. Travco's got the flu, so we are going to reschedule that. That is one that we said we would do. It should be entertaining. Yours truly had a touch of the And you still look yesterday. like you're a little green, but... Uh, green and gold. Thanks, Wright State. Yeah, nice Wright State. But today, I don't normally do this, and if I stumble trying to get the words out right away, I'll apologize. As a lot of you have known and written and noticed, I haven't been writing for the last, I don't know, 10 days to two weeks. And sometimes I do stop for different reasons. I will tell you this time it's not health-related. Um, a number of you have written, and I appreciate it. Um, I just thought it was time to explain why I stopped writing um, and talking to a lot of our people, listeners. When I call them our people, I mean our loyal following listeners, page people. 
They made one thing very clear this morning, especially, is that everything that's going on is not their problem, the listeners' problems, not why I've stopped writing. And people look forward to the page, and I greatly appreciate that. I'm very, very lucky to have as many followers as we have. I was very fortunate to have the show that we had. Um, to be honest, I've been very angry, um, very frustrated. As some of you know, Lee, you are one that knows. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been a goal of mine to go back on the air. Yeah, I think about it. Um, but at the urging of a lot of our followers, uh, that sounds so biblical, but at the urging of a lot of people, for not just the last few days, weeks, whatever, months, years since I left the air, have urged me to try to get back on. All the people want is a legitimate sports talk show in Dayton, Ohio. Not Cincinnati, not the date I have one anyway, but they want a place they can be heard, a place they can speak, in a legitimate sports talk setting. With that in mind, um, and a few of you know, at the urging of a lot of the people, most of the people inside the WING building, and again, our people on the page and, and people that I talk to, have asked me, urged me to try to reach out to get back on. I have not been real receptive to that idea because in the past when I've tried, I've been left twisting in the wind, and that's the station's prerogative. It's their ball. They can do whatever they want with it. But, again, originally I was going to use this to explain to everybody why I've stopped. But last night, something new happened that I think needs a little more attention. Is this the proper way to go about it? Maybe not. But I think it's time... As many, many of you have told me over the years, it's time you speak. Explain what's going on. Let people know what the radio stations have done. I won't go into all of it, but as I said, I did reach out to 1410. All the people want, again, is a legitimate show. What they have on 4 to 6 has been far substandard for as long as it's been on. When I left the air, whatever it's been, five, six years ago, that's the only game in town. I have nothing personal against the person on there, but the people deserve better. It's not a sports talk show. What really has made me angry is, as I'm getting ahead of myself, and I apologize, I did reach out to the people, not just the last couple weeks, but this has happened a couple times over the past few years. And I basically got it broke off in my behind, which is fine. That's, again, the station's prerogative. But when the people inside the building ask me to go to bat for them because they're afraid of losing their jobs for speaking out at their displeasure of this show because they can't sell it, can't listen to it, can't stand it, I have a problem with being left hung out because they're too gutless to go as a group and be heard. Sorry, guys. 
But that's basically where it's at. I did what you asked, and you can't even go in on your own and say, look, this is substandard. We can't sell it. I have a problem with that. Now, that being said, I offered to basically do it and only be paid through what I brought in sponsor-wise and was basically told no. They have no plan of any changes. Their guy is doing a great job. I'll pause a minute so you can laugh. Again, it's their decision, but to not even meet to see what the offer is, that's like the Reds not trading Votto but not wanting to listen to any offer. You never know what you're going to get. It was basically a free offer. It was a win-win for them, their salespeople, for you, the listeners. My feeling is they're basically telling you as listeners, Lee is an upcoming sportscaster. The hell with you. We don't think anything of you people. We don't care what you think. And in fact, a couple years ago at lunch with one of their former executives, I was told straight up, we know Mark Neal's horrible. We don't care. Well, if that's your explanation of their job, and it went on, he said, we have bigger issues in our building, meaning the FM stations. Okay, I get that. But you're all under the same umbrella. The people in town deserve the best you can give them. And when you admit you know what your product is is bad, but you leave it on the air, to me that's disrespecting you, the listeners, you as an upcoming hopeful host, it's not right. Now, is this not taking the high road? The hell with the high road. I've been on the high road so often I got nosebleeds. What set it off this morning and really kind of changed my thinking, last night one of our listeners, followers, whatever the word is, Paulie the Bengal fan, unbeknownst to me, wrote to Wings fan page, whatever the hell it is, Facebook, I don't know. I don't yeah, get on it. Facebook I've been page. blocked from it. I can tell you that much, and I never get on it. Anyway, I will post it for everybody to see later today. He basically wrote about the last podcast we did, Big E, Comrade Ortez, which obviously you still have the tape of, as so do I. Big E told the story of how people recognized him in a grocery store by his voice from our old show. He told that story for years on the air. Commissioner McKinney's told the same story. Many people have told that story, how they were recognized by our show. Six days later, it might have been less. Anyway, it was after that podcast. I hear on a week ago last Friday, the gentleman on 4 to 6, as he signs off for the year, not only makes foolish comments about how he is the best program director in Wings history, that's an insult to Steve Kirk and everybody that built that station, not to mention it's hilarious and comical, but he goes on to basically say how he can't go in a grocery store shopping because people recognize his voice and interrupt him. Stop me if you've heard that story before. Then it gets better when he says he can't go work out in a gym because everybody recognizes him and interrupts him. Stop, please. That is not only moronic, but basically stealing topics again, which he has done 
for years. And the people on our page, on our show, will verify that. Word for word, verbatim, used to steal them. I have a lot of problem with that. If you want to use them, at least give people credit where you got them. But my point is, and again, I will post this. Paulie wrote to their page, and he gets a response saying, and I hope I get this right, I see what you're doing. You're you're saying, or something to affect Mark Summer steals Mark Neal's stuff, and you're saying he's doing it. That's pure genius. Let me guarantee you, after you all stop laughing, I would never, and I repeat, never use anything he's ever said or will because there's nothing worth using. And if I did, I'd be using my own stuff probably or somebody else's like Cowherd or Dan Patrick's. But to try to defend your own employer, I get that. This was from Brad Waldo, and it's on the page. I'm not making this up, that he is defending him. First of all, to do that on a public forum is not the smartest thing there is. But I applaud him for trying to defend his employee, but at least get the facts right and get the truth right. Because a few years ago, where people were at this meeting, where they tried to hire me to do the blog page at Wing, at the last minute, his comment was, I can't hire you because if I have you in the building not writing and Neil on the air, people are going to scream. I didn't make that up. Those are facts. Point being, that has infuriated me to stop writing because, again, I shouldn't have taken it out on all of our people, but it just gets old having garbage on the air. And, again, it does not have to be me. And I've made that clear to them. Put somebody else on, like yourself, Lee. Anybody can at least have a conversation. If that's what you want, your ratings prove it, your sales prove it, your following proves it. Yeah, this is probably maybe not the best way to do it. But like I said, I've had a lot of people talk to me about it over the last few days, especially, and thought it was time that I finally spoke up. Yeah, I can ignore it. I've ignored it for long enough. I don't know that I could do a show. I honestly don't know that physically. I do know that what's on is not acceptable. Not at all. It's comical. It's moronic. It's not a sports talk. When you have a person like Justin Kenner who's on one day a week, now he's filled in the last week, how is it possible he can get national guest, but yet the main co-host or the main host five days a week can't get local people National people has to rely on people that are friends of his in somebody's basement in Cleveland or wherever that just watch a game. I'm sorry. You want to be called out? You want to piss him at? You better have an umbrella. It's that simple. You want to fight with our people and try to make that stuff up? Here it comes. I apologize for people that might get upset with this. But it's time somebody knows the truth. I have tried to reach out, and I've offered to come back. Everybody in this town deserves a better product. Simple as that. I have nothing against the person it's on. I truly don't. But when you try to make yourself, I mean, who makes statements that he makes six figures a year on doing that show? That's hilarious. Or I'm the best sports talk show ever in the history of Dayton. Because I'm the only one who's still on. Are you kidding me? You're on because they don't care. Period. 
That's a fact. Angry, yeah. Frustrated, yeah. People want me on the air, and I appreciate that. Well, it's time that all of you step forward. You know, if you want me on, you have three recourses. You don't like Mike Brown or Paul Brown or Mike whatever. Your voice is the only one that can be heard. Either you turn their station off, which most of you have, or you write to ownership, the GM, or the people in charge. It's not that you want to see somebody lose their job. You just want a better product. If he has to stay on the air, put him at midnight. Put him anywhere but drive time. It's not that difficult. It's very simple. He is the program director. Well, your main job as a program director is to increase your show, your station. By leaving him on himself, he has failed miserably. So is the operations director miserably. It's not working. It's been a joke and still is a joke. It's just the way it is. Now, as I was saying, if you all want to get a change and it does not have to be me, call the station, write the GM. I can give you the email address. I'll be glad to. Keith.Wright at alphamediausa.com. The other one, the operations manager, Brad.Waldo at alphamediausa.com. Let them hear what you think. You want to change? There it is. I've offered. I've tried. Either nobody really cares or you just haven't bothered to do it. All I'm saying is I'm a little angry still, and that's why I stopped writing. Yeah, the holidays aren't the best, but that's not the main reason. You know, it's like, okay, I'm trying to reach out and give everybody what a good show and whatnot. Well, it's time that, you know, to also help out. I'm, I'm getting more texts from people that have read that stuff furious anyway long story short i will start writing again a little bit tonight um i apologize for being away while i have been um i don't mean to take this out on a public forum but when they accuse us or me of stealing his topics that's where it crosses the line that's pure ignorance know your facts know your truth it's that simple Again, I thank you for that, and we will do another sports podcast here in a minute. Lee, I appreciate you giving me the mic for that. And, again, I thank everybody for being part of our Page family. Mark, you're part of my podcast, so, of course, of course I give you an opportunity to say that. And I just don't like hearing it out in this forum. It's supposed to be a sports talk forum. It's supposed to be fun like it has been. But to accuse us of – there are people waiting that can go verbatim what he used to take off our show or page and read it word for word like he wrote it. No, that's not true. Like I said, at least give people credit where you're stealing from. Sorry, air. So anyway, that's the bottom line. That is why I've stopped. Um, I enjoy writing for everybody. I truly do. It's gotten me through a lot of tough days. It's given me a great amount of joy. And hopefully we can get back to doing it. I just don't, I just don't appreciate being accused of that when it's complete buffoonery. So there you go. That makes sense. And you know what? I'm furious about that too, because 
my podcast has always been about one thing, local Sunday sports. I use that hashtag like crazy anymore if you follow me on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen or the podcast Gem on Queen Crown, also on Twitter. That's all my podcast has ever been because I feel like these sports need to be talked about. Like you can't tape a pod, you can't tape a sports talk show and put it on here. And that happens. Trust me, it happens. Um, again, to me, it's an insult to our listeners, to the Dayton area that want sports talk. Today on their page, and I was got this message a while ago, Wright State beat Georgia Tech last Friday night in basketball. Let me say that again. Last Friday night. Maybe an hour and a half ago, it just posted on Wing's page. They beat Georgia Tech last Friday. Folks, that's four days. That's a power five win on the road. I don't care if they beat Central State. You don't post it four days later. That's laziness. That is incompetence. That is not what the people deserve. Don't call yourself a sports station if you can't cover better than this. W&E, my old station, don't call yourself Dayton Sports Station when you have zero live local shows on it. Zero. You have none. The people deserve better. Period. I'd put anybody on if I thought it could help revenue and ratings. Period. You don't have to like me. I really don't care if you do or not. But that's foolish business. Ignorant business. And you're getting what you pay for. Okay. Rant over. Unless you got something you want to throw at me. I'll be glad to answer it. No, I I, I completely agree. Like like I mentioned, this podcast has always been about Sunday sports and I'll be honest, in 20 episodes, I was hoping to cover a lot more than I have. But at the same time, I'm still covering local Sunday sports. I talk about what's relevant to me and what's relevant to the area. That's Well, it's not just local, which you cover very well. Granted, a lot of people don't want to talk Central State or whatnot. They're still part of our town. They we have, always mixed in national, local, you name it. They have a on great gymnasium. They're, when the band, the marching marauders are in there, that you can't hear it's anything. It's a local. Cent- if nothing else, those are listeners. Central State and Wilberforce is probably the best rivalry that's a couple minutes apart. It takes 10 apart. minutes to interview them once a week. Yeah. Those are listeners. Sinclair, the same thing. Yeah, it's a junior college. We had Jeff on every week. We got a lot of listeners because of that. It's not knowing what to do, not knowing topics, and when you have them, not letting people voice their thoughts. That's not sports talk, folks. That's not sports talk. Not how it's done. That's not what people want. The beautiful thing about sports opinions is they're like snowflakes. Is there's more than one out there. And there's something every day. There's never a day where there's not something that you can't get conversation. That's all people want. That's all they want. My God, Wright State UD, Michigan, Ohio State, bowl games, Reds. In your sleep, you can come up with stuff. But when you have to resort to stealing them and then accusing us of doing it, no, that's where the cannons are going to fire. So, anyway, let's get back to doing some real sports talk. We'll shut this one off, and then we'll do another one. So, again, I apologize, people. I appreciate you letting me vent my frustration. Mark, you're part of my you're part of my podcast, so of course, microphone's yours, my friend. Well, I don't mean to waste it doing that, but many people have thought it was time to do it, and there you go. 
Wright State, UD, they all deserve better coverage. When you can't talk about Wright State basketball and you're the main host, that's a problem, a big problem. When you have the University of Dayton as the epicenter of college basketball, when you have Wright State that's you know trying to get some themselves, there's there's so much. It's an easy there's thing so, to do. There's so many great things about Dayton, and that's not even covering the high schools. I mean, very good point. I could one day or one week I'll probably have an episode where I'm just talking about all the high school hockey I cover. But there's a lot of great hockey and players those are around listeners. here. Yeah, that's a sport people aren't parents in fans, kickball. Friends. I'm not a kickball fan, but a lot of people play, which translates into people listening. And then there's the Gem City Squadron. They're the support group of the Dayton Dynamo. They'll listen. They they follow the Dynamo they where they try. go. They're trying to make a name. Yeah, but to ignore them or just go on for two hours and say nothing or repeat yourself and not take any calls. Now, granted, you got to get calls to take calls. It's just it's shameful. But anyway, enough about that. Again, I thank you for letting me vent. Now let's get back to doing some real sports talk on number 21. 20. Well, uh, you, still part 20, yeah. You just want to let it keep running? and Yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't know yeah. we were going to do that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool with me. That this, saves you from starting over. Exactly. Pretty much it's one file. Just put it on and there we go. Not to get into the process. Well, some podcast. of the things that we obviously have neglected over the past eight, ten days. Um, the podcasts have gotten great reviews, and again, we're going to do more and more of them. Yep. They're a lot of fun. Mark uh, Mark handles the guests on the roundtable, so if you want, I'm to, scheduling them. Yeah, I got I got all your names on the list. If you want to be part of it, I got to just message Lee or I, and we'll take care of it. And I got to make sure that I'm available that day That's too. The man with the equipment. Yep, I got. But we'll, I got we'll the work equipment. them in. Now. This, First off, you've got the Bengals and Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised and, the Bengals won that game, well, can I just say? I don't mean to laugh and go, I told you so. But now, as I mentioned a few weeks ago on the page when I was writing, Jay Gruden will probably be the guy they're after when they fire him from Washington, and yesterday it got out. That's their top choice. I'm not a big fan of that. But anybody, Marvin has had a good run. Yeah. Um, people need to give him credit. Kind of like what Oliver Purnell did for University of Dayton basketball years after, ago. After O'Brien, yeah. He came in and he sweeped up after he swept up, after the elephants in the parade. There was a big mess to clean up. Marvin did that. No, he did not get over the hump. No, he never won a playoff game, which is sad. Um, you have to give the man credit for making the Bengals relevant again. But his time is up. No, he does not need to stay in the organization nor does any of his coaching staff. It is time for a complete overhaul, period. I mean, going back to the cred thing, he took the Bengals out of the Forest Fair era, which, you know, if you don't know what Forest Fair is, it's a very, very empty mall in Cincinnati, and it's and 2-14, and 3-13 and will do it. It's awful, pretty much. And the fans, he brought them back. But those days are done. This team yesterday surprised me. The Lions laid an egg, but one thing I laughed about, and people, again, from the page in the podcast, I've screamed all year, where is Christian Westerman, where is Alex Redman, the two offensive guards that have been on their roster for two years and never seen the light of day? Redman's played maybe four steps all year, two as a defensive tackle. Yesterday, Westerman starts, 
Dave Lapham was literally screaming over the radio, and I quote, where in the hell have these guys been all year? They're pushing people around. Give the kids a chance. What do you got to lose? Now you might have found two linemen. But this team, and I wrote it, I don't know, a week ago, two weeks ago, I think the Bengals are on the edge of the 90s, 80s, where if they make a mistake in this coaching search, if they – they're on the edge of falling back to the 2-14 and 14 calamity years of Mike Brown. I hope not. I think whoever comes in has got a very stocked-up shelf. Granted, they need some help, but they're not far away to turn this around, especially Flacco's at the end of his rope. Big Ben, he may retire, he may not. This division with free agency and whatnot can be turned around quickly. Absolutely. The Browns... I don't want Hugh Jackson. Hugh Larius might be a nice fellow. He was a nice offensive coordinator. But I know one thing. If I go 1-32 and 32 as a head coach in any sport, you cannot blame that all on the GM, the players, whatnot. You have a veteran offensive line. Granted, Joe Thomas is out. You have two good running backs. You have a defense that's acceptable for now, but they're on the field all the time. They're getting tired. You have no receivers. Kaiser should have been holding a clipboard for the next three years. You have two top five picks. No, I do not waste one of them on a quarterback. I go to free agency where you're going to have a ton of quarterbacks, Alex Smith being one of them, the chief who was traded for by the Browns' current GM, John Dorsey. Go get him. Go get somebody. Go get A.J. McCarron if that's what you want. Do not waste that number one pick on a quarterback. Now, if you can trade out of it, pick up a couple more first, maybe. Go get two of the biggest offensive line help, defensive line help, linebacker pass rushers, or wide receivers you can find. Give your guy some weapons. They're not that far away. But Hugh Jackson, to me, they might say he's coming back. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No. That's Cleveland needs to sweep the floor, too. That's not a prudent move in my estimation. Of course, they haven't called to ask me, but nonetheless. The NFL playoffs are really coming into focus now after yesterday. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Rasslin' Guru's Eagles. I'm happy for you, Guru. They They deserve it. And Nick Foles, he's not Carson Wentz, but he's also not Deshaun Kaiser either. Right. The Eagles are going to be okay. The Rams are still a shock to me. I don't know that I could put all my eggs in the Rams in the playoffs. But just to see how Los Angeles and the Rams have done without Jeff Fisher, you know, that was... They turn it around, and and your point is well taken. You get a fresh coach, a fresh set of eyes, look what happens. You go get Andrew Whitworth, all of a sudden the offensive line is good. Yeah, It can be done. Um, The Cowboys being out, that's a good thing. Seattle's done. Um, Minnesota, another – Minnesota, Philly, and the Rams are going to be interesting. Yeah. But I don't know that you can hit your wagon to one of those three and go, yeah. There's still that doubt. Do they have enough to do it? They're all fresh at this now. Can somebody else sneak in the back door, knock them out? We're also forgetting the Saints, too. I mean, That's the one team offensively. I don't know that any of those other teams I mentioned can stay with them. I mean, the double-headed running back core of Ingram and 
Alvin Kamara. Well, how about Drew Brees? How about and the Drew receivers? Brees and the core that they have? If they get defense, and yeah. if by chance the Saints would steal a home game, well, you never know. The Saints it's, might be the nice pick. Yeah. Um, AFC, everybody's saying that's uh, Pittsburgh, New England. Maybe. Could be. Yeah, don't, get there first. Don't take out the Chiefs or the Jags just yet. The Chiefs are starting to get back on track. The Jags are, who knows? They yeah. go out and lose to Frisco, but their pass rush is very good. Blake Bortles is still Blake Bortles until further notice. Pretty but much. But they're a possible upset waiting to happen. Baltimore, eh, they're still Baltimore in the fact that they've gone into New England and won. They yeah. have playoff experience. Yeah. The other team in it, Titans, Buffalo, or the Chargers, yeah. nice story. I don't see it. But I'm not ready to say it's going to be New England and Pittsburgh. Yeah, that'd be a great matchup. Yeah. And the calls the other day in the New England-Buffalo game were about atrocious. The calls in the Pittsburgh-New England game, the touchdown that was overruled, atrocious. You thought that was a touchdown? Absolutely. His knee his knee was down, but his body twisted over the plane at that point, right? But if you're a running back, once the ball crosses or touches, it's done. But as a receiver, it's not. Idiotic rule. you got to have that more consistent than that. Well, the problem, and this is something I thought about the other day, everybody is still complaining about the length of games, baseball particularly. Well, folks, i got to tell you, football and basketball have now – Football more than basketball, but they are getting closer and closer to the four-hour game. Mm -hmm. If you want to speed games up, all sports, look at instant replay. There's your culprit. Every other play, got to replay it. That wastes at least two to three minutes every time. Mm -hmm. It interrupts the flow of the game, momentum of the game. There's where you're adding your 35, 40 minutes per game. Every score has to be reviewed. Every play gets reviewed. Well, that adds up. Yeah. The fans don't like it. That's extra time. It's a lot of extra time. I want the calls to be right, but I also don't want the flow interrupted. This this game, all the games, were just fine until we got to have replay. We got to have an electronic strike and ball caller, umpires. No, you don't. My God, you'd be, takes, you'd be a 10-hour game. That takes out the human element of the game. Exactly. Yeah, it's not That's, a perfect game, but... All the calls all the way back to the Mike Renfro touchdown in the Pittsburgh playoff game back in the 70s. That's part of the game. The yeah. game in the Royals Cardinal World Series that they blew the play at first base with Mark Luttrell. It's part of the game. Sorry, but that's where that's where you get more and more time added in and more wasted time. So if you want to fix it, there's my suggestion right there. I mean, with the replay, it's coming off camera feeds, I presume. I mean, that's how my job is. But when you're just looking at it, you know, tell it by instantly. Like, oh, yeah, that's in, or no, that's out. And then have it feed to the official. You don't need to burn more time off that. Well, if we can see it on a TV at home, and I know they got to get the clock and the yard line and all that stuff, but still, it's not it's not as difficult it shouldn't take that long. It's it's that that's where I'm going with it. it. Just should not take that long. So I I like technology. Don't get me wrong. I really like technology, especially when I do my podcast and when it works. But there's such a thing as too much technology in games. Remember, well, you said it. it takes the human element out of the game. Yeah, 
if you want to watch robots fight each other, you know, there's, you know, they have those things. They have robots fight each other, and they have, um, they have saws on the back of their arms, and they saw each other. It's you know. not. Now it's, I got one. We were talking to coaches. Who's your NFL coach of the year? My NFL coach. And remember, of the year, you only I, get one. It's not AFC it's not NFC. AFC, nope, NFC. You only get one. Hmm. I'll give you Mike Zimmer, possibly in Minnesota. I like that. How about McVay with the Rams? That was probably going to be Doug the thing Peterson I said. with Philadelphia. Yeah, considering. What about Sean Payton with the Saints. That's pretty much. I hate all. to say Belichick or Mike Tomlin, but I mean, what about Jacksonville? Look at all the possibilities. Who are you giving it to? Who is Jacksonville's coach? It's not Coughlin, is it? He's the GM. Okay. Um, which I still thought an outside possibility that the Bengals may come calling him because they tried to get him originally yeah. before Marvin. But he's up in age. He's got a nice gig. But once you're a coach, you're always a coach. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to leave, but at the same time, well, it's if you also, want a coach, yeah. Um. He's done um, – Doug Marone is a guy in Jacksonville. Ah, that's who it was. He so, was uh, Buffalo's old coach. Mm-hmm. And he was there with Coughlin back in the day with the Giants and whatnot. It'll be a very interesting mm. vote for me right now. Considering where the Rams were last year, and again – Okay, the Eagles. You're playing now without Carson Wentz. That's very impressive. I mean, you have you have someone that's competent as the second-string quarterback. But you also have to have a decent coaching job, too. McVeigh would be, oh boy, that's tough because you're right. That is really Last tough. year, it's hard to go against Mike Zimmer with losing three quarterbacks and winning with Case Keenum. Again, um, a case of look what Keenum's done outside. He Jeff made Fisher's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> he sure has. Oh, I think that's going to be a very interesting vote. Um, I can't wait to see who wins it. It'll be very good. MVP. I hate to say, yeah, Tom Brady, because without him, the Patriots aren't. Yeah. But Todd Gurley with the Rams. I like Case Keenum. I mean, for yeah. all all arguments, He's, look what this dude has done. I mean, um, I'd say Wentz before. But Wentz is out. Yeah. I mean, he still scored the touchdown after, what was it, Emma Case Ke- or from Wentz is the number one pick. He was expected. Case Keenum is. Yeah, but he's not coming from, like, an Ohio State or somewhere no. big. He's coming from North Dakota State University. Case Keenum's bounced around forever and a day. And he's finally finding success with Minnesota. And every game, that free agent contract gets better and better. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be a fun vote for me to see how it plays out. Um, Another playoff system that's going on, you got the Ohio State Cotton Bowl, which is still hard for me to say Cotton Bowl in Ohio State. Yeah. You have the Final Four, Mm. which – is kind of died off because of the four or five week rest period of whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, other than my Twitter feed, I really haven't been paying attention to bowls except Which is Ohio sad. beat Ohio beat what was it? Alabama Birmingham. I know Toledo got smoked thirty four nothing by Appalachian State. Sorry, Ryan Brandt. But I saw that that's too. the way it happened. Uh Covington's AJ Olette actually passed the thousand yard mark in that bowl win too, so that was really cool. But the bowl games really have been for it's, lack of a better word, sleepers. Um, Ohio State, USC, there's still is Darnold going to play or not for USC? I don't know. Is it really got a lot of meaning for Ohio State fans? Yes. It's a bowl. Still. It's a bowl. It's not the bowl you want. But and I'll go back bowl. to this delay any action for four or five weeks. 
that's when you need to expand the playoff field, use the bowl games, give the top four, whatever you want to do, a bye week. It keeps everybody happy. It keeps – to me, you've lost interest. It's it's allowed college basketball and pro basketball to sneak in. Yeah. Um, to a point, it's allowed baseball to sneak in. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to try to regenerate the train. You probably will, but with all Southern schools in the Final Four, how much – the West Coast going to watch this? How much is the North going to watch it? Yeah. You're not. Football fans will, but think what a bowl playoff system would have done. At least five. Well, you, you know, give you UCF a chance. Five. Yeah. Ohio State, five. USC. Expand that thing to eight. Give two teams a buy if that's what you want to do. But use these bowl games for a purpose. It will increase their revenue because the games have a meaning. Yeah. And it kind of appeases the fans. It also gives more teams in college football a chance to play for the brass ring. So they've got to get – to me, they've got to get it fixed because right now you've died out pretty much all of the conversation. Yeah, you had the recruiting and all that. I don't know that that's a great time to have it because now your coaches are wasting time doing that instead of game planning. Now what it does is obviously probably levels a playing field out for a lot of college teams, the parity. Um, I don't know that that has a lot to do with it. I think one thing it proves is verbal commitments mean nothing in college. These kids will jump around like a jumping bean. They'll flip-flop all the time. So how do you fix it? I'm not sure, but they got to fix that and get the interest back. Uh, they better start it up because Ohio State plays, what, this Friday? Mm. Not a whole lot generated about it. Mm. So that, I think, is something that needs – to be addressed as well. Can we also talk about the fact that NCAA still uses fax machines for National Signing Day? Well, I mean, we're we're in the age where we can get the internet on our phones. We can get Facebook. Well, Twitter. kids doing a circus with five hats on the table. No, sorry. I know that's the way it is today. I just, I don't, I don't necessarily go for it. Another thing, I'm, I'll ask you and, and the other and the people who were listening to this can answer. Okay, is it me? Or is the word great used way too often in sports by announcers, all sports? I'm guilty of this. I, I know. mean, I'm not the perfect broadcaster, but, but... It's a great pass. It's a great play. It's a great this or that. Uh, no, it's, it's routine. It might be a good play. Mm-hmm. A great play is on and above. That's something you don't see all the day. Like yesterday's touchdown catch from DeAndre Hopkins. He flips it to himself, catches it before he falls out of bounds. I notice in most every broadcast, and it's easy to do, what a great play. Really? It was an average shot. Just a thought. I mean, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad question. And like I mentioned, as a broadcaster myself, I fall on that clutch sometimes too. Well, it's easy to do. It's yeah, a word I mean, that's so you're, thrown out there. For myself, when when the headset's on, I'm in the game, and I feel like I'm playing too, which is the only way. Right, I Right, and you're play talking sports. to a number of people, <laughs> exactly. trying to get the excitement you're watching across. Yeah, and it, I mean, for me, you focus on because ice hockey is the main sport I do nowadays. I'll have a little basketball, but it's mostly ice hockey this time around. You focus on every pass. You focus on the defensive. You know, you focus on two defensemen. You focus on the forward slicing through the defensemen. Well, you're caught shooting. up in the action because there's no, there's nonstop. Yeah. So Hockey's you have nonstop. to go boom, 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 boom. You can't take a breath 
and go, okay, now I'll think about the next guy. You can't. You're no. in the action. You're thinking about what's happening now, and then you have to relay that back. Uh, for hockey, I'm on YouTube, so people could see it, but, you know, I'm always a radio guy. But the last radio game I did was on WTGR 97.5. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you saw anything about it, but it was Mississinawa Valley hosting Tri-Village. Those are two... Uh, dark county schools two small schools but tri-village good you know, rivalries too yes absolutely man that was a back and forth game and the largest lead was seven at all time and just feeling the the fans from the other side of the court and then the momentum shifting back it's just those as fans a broadcaster, in those cities roll the sidewalk up at five o'clock mm-hmm. and they go follow their team whether it be football basketball hockey whatever those I mean, are great great there's my word rivalries but they truly are – they're wonderful to watch because the people are really supportive and they're into it. And yeah. touching on something you said a little bit ago, those are sports you're covering that without you doing it and the Duggar, nobody knows. They're totally floating in air. It's it's tough to be a broadcaster because you have to be impartial. Hey, you stay me. right there. You stay right there. It's Mark. not hard. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Sorry. <laughs> It happened. Don't make me laugh. My chest hurts from this flu. <laughs> it no, out. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> sports. <laughs> Got to be Mark. able to hit the curveball, son. <laughs> <laughs> if you do not help me hit the curveball, I swear to you're, God, you're um, fighting Mississippi, Mississippi, Wana State. No, Mississippi Valley, Northwest Dark County. It reminded me so much of my school when I get to do these games for WTGR. Which is ninety seven point five FM in the nice shameless area. plug twice by the way. Hey, I'm, I'm boy, wor- get him in there. I'm wearing the shirt. Hey, you got to, you got to represent. Yeah, I, I, I like working for TGR and getting to call some games, but uh, <laughs> always going through Greenville and then the small villages always makes me feel right at home. They do, and it's like I was going through Mayberry or Petticoat Junction. I mean, it's it's a throwback, and it's really the way rivalries are meant to be, yeah. where towns. Man, they're all there. You know, stores are closed, sidewalks are rolled up for the night. We're at the ball game. That's fun. To, that's fun to go to and fun to broadcast. I'm sure. Yeah, hockey. I don't know how you do that. that oh, that's that's I, crazy. I, I I can't live without broadcasting hockey. It's, it's a that's lot insanity. Of fun. I mean, great sport. Oh, I think if more sport. people understood the game, the rules and whatnot, I think they would really get into it because it is nonstop action. The the hockey fans that we have, uh, I mean, I'm coming off the Mayor's Cup, which is a four-team, six-game, three-day tournament. Nan yeah. Whaley gave her cup away? No, no. This is an old cup. I was going to say. I think the start of the Mayor's Cup was the Dayton Mayor would come out and give it when, you know, ice hockey was more prevalent. When but, the gyms were the gyms. Yeah, I, I believe that's when it started. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know the history of the I Mayor's Cup. I don't want cup. Mayor Nan Whaley giving her cup away. No, She no. might need it in this political race. Yeah, no. But we had Centerville, we had Beaver Creek, we had Troy, and we had Kettering Alter. Uh, ice hockey's not that big in high school because there's, there's no not, rinks. Yeah, there's not a lot of places to play, and it's expensive. Very. You know how much gear it costs? You know how big jerseys are, especially goalie jerseys? They're sweaters, son. They're not jerseys. Even I know that. They're sweaters. Mark. I'm just oh, trying to help Mark. you out now. Mark. Sweaters. Mark. What are the things they swing? They're not bats. Um, Just make sure. Their hands. Oh, sticks. wait, no, that's 
Stare in the proc. I know. Yeah, I know. The blue Mark. line, red line, penalty box, which I should be in probably by now. <laughs> I've got uh, another one for you. And I've noticed okay. this before I get into my right state UD and the other topic you and I were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a big wrestling fan, as most people know. I need to see more wrestling. Is it? Walk down the hall and see the new pictures I posted when we get done. I found a bunch more. Will do. Is it, Maybe it's just me noticing it, noticing it. But ever since Ric Flair, the one and only, got out of the hospital after almost passing away, mm-hmm. everywhere you look, and he's on our Facebook page, by the way. Yeah. Everywhere you look, they're peddling his shirts or his whatever. It's like an overload of Ric Flair memorabilia. They are really striking that iron while it's hot. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's the Ric Flair woo. It's a Ric Flair here. He's there, which is great. I mean, Mark, but, we've said it in previous podcast episodes, money's the root of all evil. And wrestling knows how to market their thing, which bringing up wrestling, Vince McMahon and his XFL 2 or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah. Um, I've said this for years. I think another football league would go. The USFL was a very successful venture back years ago mm-hmm. until our current president screwed it up by trying to go head-to-head with the NFL the same time of the year. And the lawsuit in, you know, started and he got $1 as a league. If they do it in the spring and they do it like the USFL did it now, it's going to make salaries more ridiculous than they are today. Granted, the players are going to love that. Yeah. You will have the initial, like they did back then, the Herschel Walkers, the Steve Youngs, and so forth, jumping to the highest bidder. My point is I think the league would work. I have no doubt a football league would work in the spring because people love football. Yeah. Football's but a if great you're going to make sport. it wrestling like you tried with the XFL, forget it. It was entertaining. He hate me and the nonsensical names. Diving for the kickoffs. Okay, that's funny. But eventually people want real football. Yeah, I mean, gimmicks only last so long. You know, the San Antonio Stone Cold Steve Austin's great name, whatever they're going to call it, I don't care. The Utah Undertakers. But I think Vince usually strikes gold with whatever he does. I'm not sure that he might not be selling this to try to raise money to buy the Panthers, which might be way out there. But if he wants to go head-to-head with the NFL, I think he can do it. But I also think he has to have some common sense this time and not try to bump heads with them during the same point of the year. It would be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, the fans would take the brunt of it because of the salaries. But I think it will work. I think it needs the one thing football doesn't have that the other sports have is a minor league system. Okay, college, but not really. There's not that developmental league where guys can prove their worth. Yeah, you go to Canada, but really, yeah, it's 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 a different sport up there. It's a different animal. With- put them in cities that don't have a team. Go out through the Midwest, Columbus. like the Grand Forks Gophers or Grand Forks Varmints. I do like the Grand Forks Farmers. Hey, that was one of the teams I managed. Hmm. But the Sioux Falls, whatever, the Utah, what you know, give give people something new. It will work. I mean, the Columbus thing, if, you, if you're if you not going head-to-head with the NFL, 
you're playing in the spring. That's perfect because you're fighting Ohio State spring yeah. football, but still, yeah, people that's one want day football. Compared, that's one day compared to you know. I'd stay away from Columbus, honestly, mm. unless it was a Bengal or Brown franchise, which I don't know how they're going to do it. But I don't know. you put it in places that don't have it, people will flock out. They will come to see it. So I do think it has a chance. Um, I think it's got a shot. I too. think it's got a real shot. I hope they give it a try. It'd be fun to watch, if nothing else. Okay, now, our Wright State UD basketball. You mentioned it earlier. UD is obviously the dog in town. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the dog in town. And as I've said countless times, if Jim O'Brien's years did not ruin UD's basketball lineage, history, crowd, nothing will. Right. Wright State is an up-and-coming Division One program, and Coach Nagy has really got things rolling. They knock off Georgia Tech, albeit Georgia Tech is not the Georgia Tech of old with Larry or Coach Crimmins and all that. They're still Division One, Power Five. It's ACC. No different than UD beating the bottom feeders in the SEC. Point being, years past, Wright State couldn't go on the road and beat anybody. Now they go to Toledo and wax them, and they go take out Georgia Tech. Now, granted, Missouri Valley or Missouri State got them. It happens. Wright State's an up-and-comer. Yeah, and I, I asked this question to a couple people, and it was used on the show we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. UD fans aren't going to like this, but right now, today, as I sit here on the 26th of December, if I had to decide which of the teams Wright State or UD has a better shot of going to the NCAA tournament right now, it's Wright State for the simple reason. Horizon League might not be that good in a lot of people's eyes. All you have to do is win your conference tournament, folks, and you got a ticket to the dance. Exactly. Wright State has the capabilities of doing that. I think Oakland, as you mentioned earlier, is a class of that league. Mm-hmm. And if, if they are Kentucky. not, they're beatable. Wright State has shown, hey, we can win. UD right now is struggling along. Granted, they lost a lot of people. Anthony is trying to figure out his rotation. Costas, Kustas, whatever, I think people have started to realize he's raw, like in very raw. One minute, he puts a move on you that leaves lingerie on the floor, and the next minute, his lingerie is on the bench. It's going to take AG and the Flyers time. It may not be this year, folks, and that's not what you're going to want to hear. Conference play is going to tell you a lot. It really is. But my point is Wright State has a chance here. Whether you like them or not, they've got an honest shot at it. They can run this thing in Horizon League, at least come tournament time. By then, you're going to know what you got. You're going to know your rotation of players. Let the fun begin. UD opens conference Saturday? Yeah. In I Duquesne? think uh, Duquesne, yeah. Which, they have a 9-4 and four record, but looking at their schedule, it's, it's a road three, game. 304, what was it? It's, it's like a road second game. last. It's not at Penn should have been a cakewalk and wasn't. Yeah, that game I was actually running replay for officials and just Penn just played smart. That and was UD played some... not smart. But yeah. it, it's going to take them time, and eventually they'll get there. New recruits are coming in. But UD fans have to be patient. One thing that's going to really pour gas on their fire is if Wright State does play well enough to qualify. Okay, here's one for you. Okay. I'll give you a chuckle, if nothing else. If Wright State wins their tournament, 
Okay. If they don't win their conference, but they win their tournament, automatic bid. Yeah. What if they put them in the first four? They have to play <laughs> at UD Arena. Point being, all these UD fans that claim they won't play Wright State at the Nutter because they don't want to put people in the seats for them. Well, do you sell your first four tickets now so you don't put people in the seats for them? Even though it's UD's arena, not UD's money, it's the NCAA's. But would you stand up to your word and not go? Or would you go and boo Wright State and go that route? It is a possibility. That'd be cool to see because when was the last time Wright State played at UD Arena? Was it 97 or Probably when they played UD. But would the NCAA do that? Would they put basically Wright State in a home game? If After what they did to UD, I don't think so. If they do 65, 66, 67, or 68, maybe. But if you're a conference tournament winner, maybe not. Mm. Maybe they put them as a 12 seed and send them out to Pocatello, Idaho. I mean, I could see if – I'm trying to think who the worst team in the Horizon League is this year. I don't know. Pick one. Cleveland State. Take your pick. Uh, it's tough. Probably YSU, CSU, you know. Think of the 10 seed winning the whole kit and caboodle in Detroit. Might even be Detroit for all it I know. could. Because I think they're, what, 1-5 with their head coach? And they're like 7-1 without them? Something like that? I don't remember. Right State's read. got a shot. A yes, legitimate they shot. They still have tough tests in Oakland, North Kentucky. But if the cards fell. Northern's like, another team I forgot about. They're oh, pretty good. Yes, they are. They've it's, done a nice job. Yes, they have. And it, it's great to see, too. Right because State that's, has done a great job. The yes. kids are playing defense, diving on the floor. He's got some players in there that have really, really stepped forward. But I'm just curious to see how all of this shakes out. If Wright State all of a sudden has got a pretty good run in the tournament going, NIT I don't think would ever come calling, if, even if they won 25, for the simple fact they don't travel well and they don't draw well. Maybe they give them an NIT game at home, and the people turn out. I hope so. I'd I, see I certainly hope so. Give them a shot in the NCAA. Let them win the conference tournament. Talk about putting gas on a blaze. And keep in mind, people, before you start calling me names, I grew up on UD. I coached at UD. I'm a born bred UD. But I have a lot of friends at Wright State. And I'd rather see two good programs in town. Not to mention Jeff Price at Sinclair. Mm-hmm. It's good for the city. It's good for basketball. And it's good for you fans. Why not? I'm a Wright State alum. I work at both UD and Wright State as a pupka dress announcer for pretty much non-basketball jerseys, huh? <laughs> or sweaters. Well, you know. I thought about making like half and half polos to see what, you know. Athletic <laughs> That'll get you a seat thing. in the parking lot. Yeah, that'll get me fired on both jobs. No, but I, I like both. Whatever's good for the city of Dayton, Ohio, and whatever's good for the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, I want. Southwest Ohio's my home. It's always been my home. Well, Cincinnati with Xavier and Cincinnati have proven this kind of a crosstown game can turn into a national event, an ESPN Absolutely. game, whatever. Oh, how about that Xavier-UC game this year? Crosstown Xavier- shootout. It, when that started, was no, was just as bad as UD and Wright State. Cincinnati right. was terrible. And now it's grown in to a, a marquee game. Yeah. So, again, it goes back. There's a lot of stuff to do in this town, a lot of stuff to talk about. People just want a place to talk about it. And before we get into some other stuff, I can't forget our Reds. Hmm. I get I get a lot of people writing, 
riding me like a horse about Billy Hamilton. Has that no, trade happened yet? No. Okay. Um, the Giants traded for Evan Longoria, which I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, they have it. They want they want Hamilton. The last report was they were after Jay Bruce, John Jay, or Lorenzo Kane. I think was the third one. Mm. Um, no, I'm not a Billy Hamilton fan, as most of you have figured that out by now. Yes, the kid can go catch fly balls. I give you that. Offensively, though, it's he is just... not a good base runner. He's fast. He's not a good base stealer. He is not a good hitter. And five years of a sample size is plenty enough for me to know it's not going to kick in. Many, many people have tried to work with him. It doesn't work. You cannot hide him anywhere in the batting order. You can't hit him first because he doesn't get on. Saying he's third on the team and runs scored is like saying you're the fourth best fiddle player in Kansas. You're in last place. Yeah, okay, the pitching is a problem, but you're a leadoff hitter. You used to be the first in scored runs, not the third. When you're when you're up top, you start the game. That's your in the, job. In the swing, you have to get the momentum on your side. You can't hide him hitting second because he can't bunt. And even if he got a bunt down, they're going to pitch around Votto, which is understandable. Nice catch. Billy Hamilton couldn't have caught that. Ugh. But you can't hide him anywhere in the batting order. You can't hit him eighth because now you got back-to-back automatic outs with a pitcher. Right. About the only place I could even think about hiding him would be seventh because if he does accidentally get on, he might steal a base for you, and now it takes one base hit to score not two or three. Dick Williams, the GM, has made it clear Jesse Winker is going to play and that Billy Hamilton does not fit the Reds' philosophy of what they want to do of on-base percentage. Now he backpedaled and said, well, we're going to work around four outfielders. No, that's you basically backtracking, trying to get more value for Hamilton. Shabler and Duvall are pretty much the same guy. One hits left, one hits right. Pretty much. I still think one of them could go. But for the Reds to do nothing at this point, except let Zach Cozart go to Anaheim, okay, I get it. He's a 33-year-old shortstop, bad legs, whatever. You've got to eventually start doing something. Are you that far away? No. But when you say we only have one starting pitching rotation spot open, you're kidding me. Okay, Homer Bedlow, DeSclafani, if he's healthy, I'll give you that. Castillo's three. You find me the other two. I'll go with Malley. Um, Jackson Stevens pitched okay. Stevenson pitched okay down the stretch. Amir Garrett before he got sent but down these to dudes got But they've got to earn this spot. Yeah. Okay, if you want to go in with Stevenson and Malley as your 4-5, okay, then leave them in the rotation. Quit sending them out after two starts. Sink or swim with them. Yeah. You know, you have got to put your anchor in the water and go, okay, here's who we're going with. These are your homegrown prospects. Commit to them. Don't keep sending them down to Louisville. The Braves got their tail beat in when it was early with Mattis, Glavin, Smoltz, and those guys. The Reds have offense right now. Let these kids sink or swim. Exactly. But don't be afraid to go out and get another veteran arm. Not R.A. Dickey. For God's sake, he's 105 years old and a knuckleballer. No. Actually, I'd pay to see a 105-year-old knuckleballer I mean, it's just there's, there's cheap remedies. Go find a center fielder. Lorenzo Cain and all that expensive. Yeah. You want to win now. If if your fan base is already 
like the Bengals leaving early, you better do something. And bringing Brian Price back is not selling tickets. It was funny. I got a comment from one of our people the other night. Actually, I think it was last night. I don't even like going to Great American Ballpark anymore. I noticed last time when I was here, it doesn't even smell like a ballpark. It doesn't smell like bratwurst anymore. It doesn't smell like hot dogs and popcorn. It smells like a mall concession stand full of sushi and fruit. That was hilarious. That's, and that's, he's right. It doesn't have the ballpark smell to it. we got healthy food now. Tofu dogs. No, actually, that's that's a real strong point. I mean, I get trying to get more fans' choices for food, but it's not bringing people in. They're not going to be like, oh, tofu dog, I'm just going to sit here and watch the game then. <laughs> oh, did you see that the Reds are toying with a 6.40 start time or 6.30 start time? Um, I haven't seen I know some other teams have done it. Um, I don't have a problem with it. It's kind of a – it's double-edged because you have the parking is a lot of – Space is used for businesses downtown. Yeah. So that I mean that that's, that's a, a problem. That's a that's tough, a window. Yeah. Then you have people getting off work trying to get to the ballpark. On the other side of it, they can see the whole game without having to be home for school or work the next day. I mean, there's good and bad parts to it. There's a college kid replying on Twitter that it's good because I can go watch and not come back at like midnight after the game, which I get, but. Well, the bottom line is if you don't win, if you don't show the fans anything for your rebuild, which I hate with a passion, that word, if you're not showing them any improvement or anything to get excited about, I don't care what time you start a game. The number one seller is the product on the field. You want to you sell, and I don't know, maybe the players' union would throw a hissy fit. I don't know. Our friend Tony Caruso is texting, wants everybody to know he said hi. <laughs> he hi, could, Tony he Caruso. could be here today. If you want people to come, then do a throwback doubleheader. That doesn't mean you clear out the stadium, bring them back in. Now, again, the Players Union and whatnot probably will say no. Yeah. Do that. Play a real doubleheader. One, it shortens the length of the season down to a manageable where you're not playing a World Series in November. Yeah. It gives that throwback which they seem to love with the bobbleheads and whatnot, do that once in a while. There's other ideas beside sushi bars and tofu dogs and shooting cannons of T-shirts. I mean, it's all Stop neat, that. It's all neat, but again, W's bring the butts in the seats. Go get me a center fielder and trade in that idiotic target shooting cannon for T-shirts. Go get me a player. I don't need to watch... People shoot T-shirts in the stands. That's not what I'm there to see. Pretty simple. You know, so there's my Reds diatribe. They haven't done anything. Some interesting trades, still more to come. Um, But, again, another topic that really should be thrown out there. Now, you and I were talking before we went on, and I don't know what all you got question-wise. We were talking about the history of sports in town Yep. and something that you have thought about doing as a project and i will let you explain what you got in mind well as i mentioned on my christmas episode which i released earlier today and not christmas day because of you know the flu really kicked me in the butt uh yesterday i plan to have an episode talking about the history of dayton sports i go down to dayton historical society in carillon park have a nice talk talk about 
all aspects of history of Dayton sports. And I brought it up to Mark saying that that's going to be a future episode that I have on the podcast. And Mark and I just started talking about some of the historical rinks, historical buildings. Sorry, not rinks. I'm in hockey mode. Don't don't take it out on me personally, please. But the Coliseum is one that Mark mentioned, Ducks Park. Uh, the one I mentioned was Howell Field. How many people do you think, and we've talked about it, but how many people do you honestly think know the first NFL game ever was played where Howell Field is at Triangle Park? Less than 25% of the sports population. And I think they, they moved that locker room over to Caroline Park, I think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they moved that building, which sat there for years and nobody knew what it was. It was actually the locker room. But I think they did actually move it over to Caroline Park. But your idea is a good one. And what I, I was telling you before we went on, when I was on the air, some of the better shows were talking about the old ballparks, baseball, football, basketball in Dayton that people played on or long ago have vanished. How Field became a junk pile and the Reds and Hal McCoy and others got behind it, put some money in it, and now it's back to being a good field. It's by Bougeoff, too, so that's exactly. a nice area out there. There was a field out at the VA called Soldier's Home, mm-hmm. one of the best fields ever. It's now since gone. They had to use it for tombstones. I mean, that's that's why there's two Soldier's Home Road around that area. Ducks Park. Um, the there's Dayton so Ducks many there. ballparks. Um, football stadiums, Nippert, or not Nippert, but uh, Bojan at UD. Yeah. What great history. That's now the soccer field. Um, it's the, it's a great field still. I mean, it's That's why they different. won't move football back. That was the original plan, and now they kind yeah, of poo-pooed it's... that. The Coliseum, which is in the fairgrounds, that little building that sits up on the hill, mm-hmm. the history in that building, and I know Comrade Ortiz talked about people he saw there, that place still smells like a urinal after a Saturday night. But the history of that place, that was like playing at the Boston Gardens for people in town. When we grew up, um, wrestling used to go in there. Unbelievable history in this city that people are unaware of. Uh, Dayton Gyms and Hare Arena. Yeah, Hare Arena. Did they tear that down finally? No. uh, I hope they never do. I I don't know if they ever will or not, but I shared that on my Facebook profile and – I had so many people fighting each other, like, it needs to be torn down. Why does it need to be torn down? There's these people that basically break and enter into Hare Arena, and they go through the abandoned... And steal what they can. It's like the Houston Astrodome. It's a historical building now. Yeah. You know, it's sad but true. Now, I don't know what you could do with it. It's like you said earlier, as much hockey space they need, my God, can't the schools pool their money together and... Use it? Problem is, up there, you don't have any schools that play hockey. Northmont, Trotwood, Madison, uh, Meadowdale, those are your closest schools to Hare Arena. They don't have hockey anymore. But I always wonder, just like, I don't know. It it made me sad to watch that. Mark, if you haven't seen that video, it's on my uh, profile, and they all go through Hare Arena, like even parts that I didn't know about. The coldest building in the history of buildings in the United States of America, Hera Arena. 
Nope, Northland Ice. Oh, uh, no, I'll put Hera up against any meat locker you can find in town. I will put it against Northland Ice Center. Let me tell you, you step in that rink and you have red hands. And as we did podcasts that- out there, or mm-hmm. not, we did remotes. Mm-hmm. It was like snow would fly in the pub. I mean, absolute. But what a building! The concerts people got to see. Just a classic. Build. It's a classic. It's perfect for hockey concerts, wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to see it go. I know Cincinnati Gardens fell. Yeah. But you hate seeing your childhood, your great memories, just sit get there. imploded. Yeah. Or just sit there, dying like old people. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. But yeah. I just wish there was some way whether it be a business, whether it be the schools, could come together and figure out how do you save it for the high schools, for the rec league soccer. Yeah. It would work. It truly would work. I think, and we used to argue this point, why don't people go? And a lot of the answer, well, the part of town it's in, it's unsafe, the building's falling down. I mean, I, Maybe. I, was, I was a voice of Dayton hockey for four years with the Demons and Demolition. I mean – I never got mugged. I never had anything. The, had security uh, the biggest, out there. The biggest, uh, the biggest threat I always faced was the potholes in the parking lot. But and that was a lot of the complaint. B man never got mugged. Not that anybody wants to mug B man, but nonetheless, I think B man can lift tanks. He would so, try yeah. dancing topless, and people still didn't bother him. So <laughs> B's a good boy. He's he's one of our favorite. But we need to get B man on a podcast one day. It's going to be tough because he does his show at four. No, no, he's on. What is B now? Three to six, probably? Three to six? I think it's what he was on the same time I was. So, But, no, there are so many so many things that that would be a great project to do. And the thing is, in the media, do you hear a lot about Dayton? No. History of sports? Well, no. the sad part as far as TV media, beside Hitch and Jack on Channel 2, what do you got? Hey, I'm on Channel 7. But – they give what? They give Mikey maybe two minutes. The yeah. people on 45, I'm sorry, Reggie, I don't know who you are. I've watched you a couple times. But my point being, it's not It's not good. I Jack mean, and Hutch try. Yeah, they do. But they're limited to like four or five minutes to jam everything in. And so the, the shame they're about juggling. Heart, the shame about Hartsock, too. He's been there since the mid-'80s. I mean, he... His sports director job since 89. Well, when they, they have female news people try to do sports casts at night, no. Sports are as important as any part of your news. Don't sing me the song about, oh, weather, weather, weather. Guess what? If I want weather, I'll turn the weather channel on. Or I'll use that free app. It's called My Window. Oh, you mean every newscast in town, don't forget to go to our app. Don't forget to go to our app. Well, if I want your app, I'll go to it and not turn your TV on. So those old yeah. excuses drive me not so. And they have the status bar on the bottom talking. Well, well it's like do they people, have that evening news? It's like not? people say radio's dead. No, it didn't. No. It is for music to a point because I can go anywhere and get music. You cannot get news talk. You cannot get sports talk on satellite. You can't replace local. No. You get in your car. You turn the radio on. Period. Local is the most important strategy about radio. And people need to remember that. This is our home. We need to know what's happening about our home. Well, and people just want, again, a place to be heard. And and it's been proven it'll work. Hopefully one day they get a chance again. What else have you got on your list of things to do? Well, I did want to 
you know, blow smoke up my own butt. Go ahead. <sighs> that that's me trying to blow smoke up my own butt. No, but that's probably gonna get edited out. I had my 900th broadcast ever, and it was a high school hockey game. Shocker, I know. But my 900th sports broadcast was Beaver Creek Hockey beating Troy and the Trojans 4 nothing at South Metro Sports. And it's really cool to have my friends message me on Twitter congratulating me. The team even told me congrats on that. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, that truly is impressive. Um, it's kind of it's kind of sad in a way people don't know how much effort you have put into this. Oh, yeah. it's The people you're broadcasting games for, they do. Yeah, but if people don't like hockey or don't know how to get well, to hockey, you know. But your name's getting out there, whether it's for kickball or for hockey, eventually basketball, whatever. I'm still sad. It's that a slow process. I'm still sad that this summer I'm not going to have uh, kickball. Diamo are taking a year off to go pro next season. I thought they were pro. No. Are they um, prophylactic? The class four or you hit that snookerball all right. Yeah, you know. It's uh amateurs. It's college kids playing it. What the Dynamo's new hope is with the new owner, go up to division three or higher, and that's when you can pay your athletes to play and it'd be a longer schedule rather than just the two months. And also this is on episode fourteen of my podcast with Chad Hollingsworth, if anyone wants to go back and listen to it, but I mean, the future's cool, but now it's 2018, you know. The bombs are flying. That's why my reaction. Oh. I'll show you later. But, yeah, the See? fireworks have begun. <laughs> and we haven't even released this podcast Exactly. Yet. But, no, I, I think it's very impressive how many games. I mean, that's unheard of. I mean, 901 broadcasts now for me, and that's 99 to 1,000. That's inc- I mean, that's really astounding. That the one thing I wish I would have done when I was on the air, well, a couple things, actually. I wish I would have kept my notes of all the people I had on, and I never did. And I, I catch myself, I'll see somebody on the TV or hit me, and, oh, yeah, we had him. That, and I wish I would have known how many shows I actually did over those Four, five, six years. That's just astounding. The uh, The reason I did that is when I was sports director at WWSU in college, uh, I kept track on what people did, like how many games people did so that everyone had op- a fair shot to do games. And then afterwards, I didn't have a real reason to keep it, so I just kept it for myself. And I had 200 out of college, so that's about 707 years. It's not... That's an, I mean, but that's an astounding number. Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to be very, very proud of that. I'm. It's I'm not like sur- you're getting rich doing it, and people need to understand that either. <laughs> that's a lot of your own dime. Let, yeah, let me tell you about not getting rich off it. <laughs> um, well, I obviously knew it wasn't going to be, you know. No, but yacht, you have a passion for it, and you're yeah. trying to build, you know, some stability in a career. Hell, I had to fight a rabbit yesterday for a piece of lettuce. <laughs> fast little thing beat me too i'll that's, find him that's why we call fast food he was at yesterday <laughs> little, he took off like a rabbit i wasn't sure there's been points in my career where i'm about ready to throw in the towel and i think any career whether it be radio whatever i think people 
get frustrated with it. Yeah, and I do too. And, I mean, just the and they want to say enough. I just went through it again. Yeah, which is the beginning of this podcast. That and again, I have no problem with somebody trying to do in this case sports cast, sports talk, whatnot, whatever. But it's like Clint Eastwood used to say: a good man has to know his limitations. Mm-hmm. If you're a failure and you've been failing at it for years and years and years, now grant they're going to let you stay on the air. That's stealing money. But when I hear the nonsense I hear on the radio, not only on 1410 and nothing on O&E, but in Cincinnati, Sunday morning, listening to the Bengal pregame. And I Ken Brew's okay. I like Kenny. He's a good guy. But at 10 to 1030 on a Sunday morning, when you interview Greg Ken from the Greg Kid Band and play his music, 30-second intervals over the interview loud, that's not football. That's, that's not people going to the Bengal game in their cars, what they want. I have trouble with that. If it's a Saturday morning show, was well, not necessarily on no, sports, no, no. fine. It, but if, this is if he's sports. a guest, it's fine because we had comedians, yeah. we had musicians. Yeah. But you're there for one reason, not that. Yeah. Um, like I said, I like Ken Brew, too. I do, too. But I thought that was a very wrong place for that. Yeah. You have not just a Bengal game, but you had every game going on. And Marvin's last home game. And that's the best you come up with. Uh, you know, I just had a lot of trouble with that. But everybody has their own style, and I get it. Um, but to your point, in your case, you're still young. Yeah. Even as frustrated as you get, and the closer you get to marriage, which I'll talk you out of that before it's over, yeah. you're going to start getting... Hey, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to do this and that? Yeah. Never give up your dream. Never stop pursuing what you're after. In my case, at 61, I've had my fun. You know, I've been lucky enough to do a lot of things. In your case, don't get so discouraged you say no. Oh, yeah. I I rarely turn down opportunities. Every show you do, every game you do, that's better and better and better. It's more experience. You might only do one thing better that day, but it'll be better. Yeah. And people are starting to know your name now, your brand's name now. That's how you get it rolling. It will work. It takes time. Um, the one person on 1410, Justin Kenner, is in the same boat. A very young man works his tail off at, at his craft, trying. He does a nice job of it. He works the right state with me, too, and sometimes I take over the broadcast he can't make. He puts so. he puts effort into it as you put effort into your stuff. And also a good pedigree of being a WWSU sports director, too. I just hate to say this because I, I can see it coming. I'll be shocked if by New Year's they don't screw his show up. Translation that they will find a way to get him off the air. That's in six days. I'm just saying, you watch and see if somehow, some way, they don't mess with him enough to make him leave the air. And the reason being because the main host does not like somebody else, especially in his own building, on only one day a week, outdoing him and being better. It's just a fact. I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to see Justin get discouraged, and I don't think he will. Keep pushing. Just keep doing what you do. People can hear it. People know what's good and what's not. That's the same with you. You can't give up. Thank you, Mark. 
I do appreciate it. Well, like I said, I got frustrated the last 10 days, but I've been through this enough. And I said I had a lot of people this morning make very valid points that you can't blame all of our listeners for their mistakes. Which is true. You know, this, it's funny because I know people look forward to it. Um, It is a place for them to be heard, to be talk sports. And now with your help and your your brand, they get a chance to come on a podcast and be heard by everybody. Exactly. And that is, that's like a radio show that right now they don't have. It's, it's not the same as a radio show, I know, because, you know, but it's you still, can't call in and it's not live. But at the same time. Still being heard. It's, we're talking sports. 90,000 likes on a Facebook page tells me there are plenty of people wanting sports. And again, oh, yeah. they've just got to do something to fix this error i have nothing against anyone in town i hope people know that but it's just i agree with mark why where is the local in local sports here well it's not just that and again I, I, they're all friends of mine the media are all friends they were on the show countless times we still need to have a round table with jack pole coming in because well, we'll get one before it's over after the holidays when people settle down is easier but yeah i don't i don't have a problem with them trying that show but after this long period of time and the silly comments enough's Just, enough that goes back to the leadership in the building it's about making money it's about pleasing your listening audience and right now for the last umpteen years since we went off the air they're not happy it's just a fact they want somewhere to talk sports, and that's it. And so. my whole goal has always been talk about local sports, and Mark's part of the local sports here in town. And I, like I mentioned, I appreciate each and every one of you that tune into the podcast and send, you know, nice words to me and Mark. I, I honestly do appreciate that. So thank you. I even mentioned on well, the you're Christmas giving, episode. You're giving a lot of people an avenue and a path to be heard and to have fun. This is this is fun for them. They don't get to go on the radio or do this. So it's a lot of fun for them. So, no, you deserve a lot of credit for what you're doing, and hopefully you just will keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see ending this podcast anytime soon. It's I hope the next podcast I do, I don't feel sick and you know, still stuck. No, with you haven't flu. puked on the air yet, so you're all right. I just haven't saw with a red sign to former pirate pitcher, but I can't. Oh, it's not letting you look at well, it. Well, since Reds.com usually is it asking for life subscriptions? Because oh, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. Let's try this. It's a two year deal. I saw that part. It's not terrible. And Jared Hughes. Jared Hughes. Jared Hughes. He's, he's, he's fairly, a brewer. He's fairly he's solid. He's He's right? okay. Yeah. It's he's bullpen addition. He's a bullpen arm. Yeah. It could be worse. Could be. Could be better. Could be better, but like you said, could be a. Only 100 or 99 days now until opening day. 100, 100 days until the Reds are in last place. Sorry, I couldn't I couldn't help it. Sorry. It was funny. Mention the Reds. I got to tell this story. I, was, I got a 1971 Reds program back there in the game room. Mm-hmm. And I got to looking through it the other night. One of the bigger name hotels in Cincinnati. Now, keep in mind, it's only 1971, which isn't a lifetime ago. Right. For a single room in this hotel with bar in your room, pool, air conditioning, 
$10. I'm looking at this going, $10, $10 for a double $10. room, fourteen fifty. Downtown Cincinnati. I'm looking at this going, wow. Now it's like $200, $300 a night? I just looked at that and started laughing, going, 10 bucks. Oh, man. You can't get that at Tom Bodass, and they leave the light on. I love that. I love that slogan. Yeah, I just, I was looking through that game program and some of the old names in 71, and my God, how much fun that was. But anyway. Just to think about if people like, you know, the old episodes of Price is Right, there's some on YouTube, just go back through the game shows. And like Bob Barker and Dennis James were the original host. Yeah, those were better times. For Concentration was probably one of the best game shows ever. Yeah, it was. It was Hugh Downs was the host. I like Match Game. That's probably one. Gene of my, Rayburn. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Of course, today he'd be blistered for being politically incorrect and saying foul things to women. Yeah, but those were great shows. It was a different time back then, too. I get that. Yeah, you know, that was a great time, and now, you know, you can't say anything, and it's sad the way it's turned out, but. Nonetheless, what else you got going? I know you're not doing well, and yeah, I'm I'm all right. I was a lot better than yesterday. But there's one more thing. I know you talk about wrestling, but I'm talking about wrestling. Oh my God, the phony stuff! Oh, this is the real stuff. The stuff you have to. Do worry they about. paint their face? No, they do. Do they have foreign objects in their trunks? Then it's I, not wrestling. I'm not checking their trunks. It ain't wrestling. Absolutely no way. In Vandalia Butler High School, tomorrow and Thursday, I'm the PA announcer for the Great Miami Valley Wrestling Association Holiday Tournament. Try to put that on a shirt. Well, I actually have a shirt. I'll wear it next round table if you remind me. How do you announce wrestling? I didn't really do that much, which, thank goodness, I had bronchitis. Well, once ras- the match starts, you really can't do like um, Gordon Soley and Jesse Tabati. No, because you have multiple mats. I mean, last year was at Wright State, and now it's at Vandalia Butler. So you basically just letting everybody know who's on what mat. Kind of. And well, if I you also want to tell- liven it up, and this is just a suggestion. Well. If you want to liven the crowd up, instead of seeing in mat number four or whatever, entering the ring area. That'll help you. Make it more wrestling. Uh, Saying it's on the mat. Come on, man. That's vanilla. I mean, I just do what they tell me to. If I Boring. Eh. Very boring. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I, follow, I follow rules. I like to come back because this is very really, it's a very, very See, good gig. They had that at the Mud Volleyball event, the first one I ever did. Yeah. It was B-Man and I on the back of this flatbed. And people have never been to Mud Volleyball for the epilepsy thing. It's behind Wagerson, I think. It's out off Riverside. Mm. Anyway, I'd never been yeah. there, but it's the biggest open field full of volleyball courts and mud you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's also where I learned how to play bovine bingo, which is still one of my favorites. <laughs> I think I told uh, bovine bingo. I think it was last It's a checkerboard. Before. You put your money on whatever square, and they let a cow loose, and whoever takes a dump, if you're on that square, you win. Yeah, it's well, kind of like craps. B-Man craps. and I's job was people all the day long running up, tortoise hey we need team whatever on court a b whatever you know so that was our job to announce it hey we need team five on court a well that was kind of dull and the more cocktails were going down that warm afternoon and morning the more creative i got on the microphone (laughs) for example we need team four on court a is in Anus, not a bad word. 
I'm not editing it. And, of course, when we got to a certain team on Cordaff, well, I didn't even have to speak. The entire field yelled it out. The sad part was the lady running the tournament came up and said, I can't do that anymore. Everybody seemed to enjoy it so well. You got to put some life in this thing. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I do what I'm told. And, I know, know it. And if you don't, last you know. Last year, there were 64 teams, 64 high 64 schools. 64 wrestlers? Well, teams? 64 schools. Holy moly. So that's about, God, I don't know how many Where the hell are they coming from? A lot of them from Ohio. Uh, I think a couple from Georgia, maybe one or two from California. We're talking, it's mostly Georgia Ohio. and California? Yeah. That's I mean, impressive. Think, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think what the 50 schools are Come on this up and year. stay on Miller Lane at Tom Bodat's. Here's your reward. That's pretty cool, though. That's yeah, an honor it, to be asked to be the announcer yeah. for that. Yeah, I'm I'm humbled. I love that opportunity. That's I mean, very impressive. I I loved it last year because it was the right state, but... Are you wearing I, a tux like they do on TV? No. Come on, man. I had bronchitis last year. That doesn't keep your wardrobe down. You could look like Jesse the Body. <laughs> Shave my head off like that. You'd be Ryan perfect. Come in here with some boas on and... Come on, man. I'm trying to help you out here. Brothers, get to the scale and get, get to, to it now. Scale. Hey, you are pretty. You remember that. See? I mean, I wish I could watch more wrestling back when i was a kid it was right after wrestling wrestling fine wrestling after saturday morning cartoons i wish i watched that you should have yeah i should have tex mckenzie the stomper oh i really need we to got watch. kicked out of hair arena one night <laughs> we did my Tell older me. brother it's his fault there were six of us he stood up from the top row hair arena and hit han schmidt in the head with a chocolate chip cookie how they saw him throw it i'll never know <laughs> They escorted us out, but we got back in for the main event. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, we had a great time as kids at wrestling. But anyway. Like, like I mentioned, 50 high schools, most around here. I think uh, Miamisburg, Edgewood, Franklin, I think, is in it. Uh, go to Bomb's page and search 2017 GMVWA Holiday Tournament, and you'll see the participating schools. It all starts tomorrow at 10, weigh-ins. If you want to come out and see some high school wrestling, I'm there. So That's I'm very good honor. And also, uh, Centerville High School Hockey is in another tournament. They're at the Miami Valley Freeze Tournament, one of the oldest high school hockey tournaments in Southwest Ohio. That's at Hobart Arena. So if you want to catch a lot of great high school hockey, Hair Arena North. Yeah, but actually renovated and it yeah, looks they did didn't they come yeah. think of it oh they they weren't finished renovating it when we had the freeze last year and i think they're done now they could have knocked it down and started over <laughs> with help there's another venue that's hobart memory beautiful. man those are great hobart's beautiful i love that place i like going what up are to they Troy. doing more than that just high school hockey and high concerts? school high school hockey concerts and yeah that's pretty much it and only high school that has it is troy Troy Trojans, that's it. God, I guess that would be. They playing basketball in there at all? It has uh, to be a cold building to play hoops in. I don't know if they do or not. I know that was the first game they ever played at Hobart, but um, I thought they did some high school tournament basketball not that long ago. Girls and guys. They might. I mean, that's that's Ooh, a perfect place. Well, I mean, you got your rubber to help keep the ice off, but never you know. leave home without your rubber. That's pretty Good much point. what you're telling me. Oh yeah, pretty much. Pretty All right, much. what else you got to close this thing up with? I don't have anything. Do you have anything, Mark? Nope. I just, again, want to say thank you for allowing me to 
speak right away and then for doing another podcast. It's always a lot of fun. Um, people really do enjoy it. And, and, I, and I do thank you for doing it. I thank you for giving me your time to do this podcast and the people that listen to it and like it. I do appreciate all of you. And I mean that. And the next round table hopefully will not be flu shortened. Well, the next one we will have a special guest that I'll let you in on after we get off the air. Sounds People good. People will be very surprised, as I am. It will be a beauty. And we will have Trevco and Johnny Ortiz Jr. in their one-on-one cage match coming up sooner or later. Now, you're providing the cage. I don't have cages. You're looking at the cage. <laughs> Here it is. Have at it, boys. That will do it for the third round table, flu shortened round table, episode 20 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Again, thanks to my co-host Mark Schlemmer for his time. And you can listen to this podcast on iTunes and your favorite iOS podcast players, along with Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Acast, Podbean, Spreaker, PocketCast, and Anchor.fm. That closes out episode 20. Happy New Year, fans. And 2018 will sure to bring in great times on this podcast. For Mark, this is Lee W. Mallon signing off. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcaster, the Lee W. Mowen, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, visit www.theleewmowen.com and www.gemcitysports.com.